mean, I listened to those tapes over and over and over and over. And that just ingrained in me how big of a part that harmonies and vocals played in, in a group. Hello and welcome to We Made You a Song, the podcast by The Steel Wheels and producing partner WMRA, where we take a deep dive into a real song based on a real story from a real human each week. I am your host. My name is Trent Wagler. I play in the band called The Steel Wheels. Each of these songs are featured on a new album called Everyone a Song, Volume 2. And just an alert that the band is back on the road for a little tour as this podcast is being released. We are playing shows in the Midwest currently, and we'll be heading back towards Virginia, North Carolina in the next few months. So check out all those dates. You can find those at thesteelwheels.com slash tour. But today, today we're going to take a little time to talk about time. The song this week is called Time Is All I Need. Time is all I need. This is a love song, but it's unique in that it's kind of the anti-love at first sight love song. Uh, We got a message from Crystal Mers, who lives in Kansas, and Crystal wanted a song written for the love of her life, Mike, Um, but it's not your standard love song. And she was not about to pull punches or like sugarcoat the the story in retrospect. She wanted us to know exactly how it started out. Here is Crystal Mers. Mike and I met at work a long time ago. And we were both in different relationships at the time. Um, and I really didn't care for him when I first met him, (laughs) but he kind of grew on me and, um, I went through a divorce and then about a year later he did. And so he had a lot of questions about how things worked. And so we just really got to talking over our mutual divorces, I guess. And that was it. Well, from my perspective, that's somewhat correct. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I remember we talking a lot, but then there was just at one point that I just, um, I don't know, we just had a connection of some type, um, and we just really mesh and, and uh, get along. One thing that I, you know, I'll tell people this, but I can be thinking about something and uh, it just, we're always on the same page or on the same sentence, basically. I mean, Crystal's situation sure did work out good. (laughs) Did you hear the brutal honesty from Crystal? She's sitting right next to Mike. I love this. Uh, Play it back one more time. I really didn't care for him when I first met him. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need. When we're talking about relationships and love, we all, it's hard. It's hard to deliver, it's hard to receive. But what we need is honesty, and in Crystal's case, the honest truth was she needed some time to see Mike for who he eventually would be, which is 
her partner, and they both had children of their own from previous relationships. They were able to eventually put all of these pieces, complicated pieces, together to make this beautiful blended family. And that, for me, musically and sort of conceptually, was the key. I wanted the song to be about taking its time. And uh, so I started with a simple kind of pulsing uh, banjo beat that sort of like morphed into this kind of funk beat because I wanted it to just sort of keep plopping in front of you, just sort of snapping its fingers like the tick-tock of a clock, just keeping time. I wanted that to be a reminder throughout the whole song. And then I wanted it to unfold, no rush, just give space for everything to take its own time and develop into something ornate and tied together and beautiful, this big tapestry by the end. So let's bring in uh, Kevin Garcia, our own um, captain of timing, our rhythmic wizard, our drummer. Um, He had some thoughts, especially, of course, on rhythm and on time in this song. Here's Kevin. Well, the one thing that I um, that I wanted to kind of uh, do production wise throughout the song was to have it be this long build to where the end of the song is this like, you know, like a like a gospel choir where they're singing these three distinct parts that, you know, Jay nailed, but well, I think Eric was in there too, but like, you know, there's these very like specific, you know, harmony parts that were going on. The, the trick was getting to that point without dropping the hammer too early. Right. You know, and so I, I want, as far as the drums went, I ended up trying to uh, hold off hitting the snare drum for as long as I felt like it was okay. Huh. Um, so I put a cymbal stack, uh, two cymbals on top of each other, and I was kind of hitting that to give the sense that that's where the snare would be, but it was like a little bit more subdued in kind of like a, a way to build up to that kind of, a, you know, groove. I was happy about the, that effect you know, because when the snare drum really kind of kicks in with everything, I feel like it's like an arrival point mm. for the funk. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily already, you know, take it to a place where we're, you know, just on on 10 the entire time. We still have some, some place to grow, you know, so that by the end it, it does kind of reach that fever pitch. Right. But um, that was kind of my overall concept for the drums at least. But funk band or string band or any kind of instrumentation, nothing happens in our band without vocals and particularly vocal harmonies. So we're going to come back to Kevin about the funk banjo drum combination in a minute. But uh, I want to go to Jay and get his voice in here. Uh, Hey, Jay. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, Awesome. This song, man, you ended up adding another dimension of this song with vocals on this one. Yeah, with with a lot of these songs, I, I, I roll with my immediate gut feeling. And what I got there was just this like kind of big vocal uh, 
sonic palette to go behind that um back trent up with that you know really kind of choir of, of big voice really gonna be me that's how that started and that's that's what i decided to roll with and sometimes um i could go overboard with that um <laughs> so how many jays are we hearing on this song do you know um there was three and then also four uh for certain parts um <laughs> and yeah sometimes i'd push myself to sing really high <laughs> and um you know the cool thing about recording multiple voices is is that you can then blend some of those things, uh, blend the voices in such a way that, you know, you're not always hearing one particular vocal part distinctly. It kind of adds to this whole choir and it there's almost like a ghost note, um, but it can add a really cool vibe or kind of a, um, it just really bolsters the, the entire sound. I mean, you, you've always had such a knack for, stacking harmonies and talk about your influences a little bit and how you approach singing harmonies. I mean, is it all just kind of going by feel and just trial and error or Mm -hmm. do you write things out? What's your approach? Yeah. My approach uh, comes definitely from a lot of trial and error, but it comes from a lot of influences too, because yeah, I grew up in the church singing. And so there was a lot of that four part harmony that I grew up with. And when you hear that all the time, it becomes a, a very natural to just hear different parts. But then there was a lot of influences that came into that. My earliest recordings then that I listened to, the contemporary stuff was the Mamas and the Papas and the Beach Boys and their harmonies. I mean, I listened to those tapes over and over and over and over. And that just ingrained in me how big of a part that harmonies and vocals played in in a group. Um you you know instruments are obviously part of that too sometimes but uh the power of the voice was was really huge to me um but you know in some of these tunes that we recorded um i went through a phase where i listened to a lot of frank zappa and i loved a lot of the crazy harmonies that they would do sometimes even comical like these just comical high you know falsetto parts and I really dig that. And so, and talking about some of the ghost layers, sometimes those could even kind of ghost in there, you know. But then my process for um, building a track um, when I receive them from uh, the band is is a lot of the trial and error, but I'll hear a part first, I'll sing that along and get get that track recorded. And then I'll just go back and I'll try some different things. I'll, I'll hear something else. I'll hear a high part or maybe a, a lower part and then just add that together and see how it sounds. And um, part of it is matching up the um, actual notes, but a lot of it is just like really lining up the vocal inflections or even the timing that, um, that you, Trent, would, would uh, be singing. And I actually do love that process too. It's fun for me to hear that and try to really match it up. In the recording process, there definitely were certain times where I I put the kibosh on on a certain you know track and said, no, that's not going to work. That's going to sound cheesy, or it's just going to sound too like perfect or something, you know. 
you have to be able to to walk away from that too sometimes um Right, right. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, what I loved about Time Is All I Need, coming back to that song specifically, was how much, not only did you put in a lot of harmony parts, but you also created, like, your own lines of kind of responses um, that really gave some more color and flavor, um, which is not something we've done a ton of over the mm-hmm. years in terms of our, you know, oftentimes when we're harmonizing, we're harmonizing on lyrics. But in this case, you had a bunch of kind of call and response moments where totally. you use the voice much more like an instrument that is bringing in new, you know, new melodies into the into the tune. I was feeling really good in the studio that day. It was like just uh, just kind of uh, really working quickly and kind of just going with the, that initial gut response and then, you know, kind of off the cuff stuff. And then that turned into some of those, um, and the adding, you know, different layers of that. And, um, and then I think I did just a a complete, um, uh, ad lib, just sort of a, yeah, there's one, one vocal uh, part in particular that was just an improv kind of thing at the end. And, um, just to add a little bit of, you know, non-perfectness just to kind of give it a little (laughs) bit of, uh, uh, movement. So, Yeah. What's beautiful about this, Jay, is how you can just hear parts and intuitively kind of work through them, even though maybe, you know, if if uh, somebody in a classroom was trying to ask you to explain them with music theory, you, you wouldn't have much to say. Um, I love that in our band, that we've had these different times where we're trying to arrange parts, and for somebody like Eric... Uh, or even Kevin, there's much more of a music theory background and understanding and maybe even writing out parts could be helpful in certain ways. But for you, nine times out of 10, it's a matter of just hearing and intuitively finding these parts. And I believe I might be taking it a little too far, but in terms of the theme of this song, where we're finding and understanding um, and appreciating what each person brings to a relationship in the case of Crystal and Mike's relationship and understanding the uniqueness that they bring that can eventually tie together in this beautiful lifelong relationship, that takes time. And for a band to try to work the ways out that they develop music and create these things also takes time, but it can be a really beautiful result when you appreciate each person's take and approach and it's fair to say that jay you do not approach music using the page (laughs) my strength has never been at sticking to the page um (laughs) for better or for worse sometimes but um but yeah i do remember that in particular just you know and especially with some of those gospel songs just really for me at least needed more of um just kind of to feel it and to um figure it out that way To speak to your banjo playing, the very first time that I heard the band, which, you know, was just, you know, the four of you on stage, I noticed that your parts were oftentimes almost like a funky, you know, almost like an electric guitar player playing in a funk band. Mm. But it just so happened that it was on banjo. 
And so you get, I, I got this kind of like smile on my face because it made me think that like, you know, I'm being, I'm being tricked right now <laughs> because, because, you know, on paper, this could be a, like a bluegrass band or this could be an old time band and then be almost completely written off. But the modern vibe that you guys brought to the playing is really what initially pulled me in hmm. and said, wow, there's something really special going on underlying in this band that isn't obvious uh, right off the bat. Sure. You know, yeah. I love that. I love the kind of, you know, evolutionary process of music. Right. And I think we all have our sort of like, well, that's too far kind of line, right? And so for some fans of old time or bluegrass music, it might feel like their line is very close to the origins, but they're, but they also might have the nuance to listen and be like, Oh man, do you hear how this person's doing a different banjo role than what Earl Scruggs did? Like, that's awesome. And that's like revolutionary to me. Whereas, you know, for me, it might be like, well, yeah, I love what those banjo players did, but like, I want to play it, you know, and take the cuckoo or you know take some old time song and like turn it into like a rock and roll beat and and still play the banjo and and still have the elements of the acoustic instruments in there for different people i think you you find your line and and what you're trying to push up against what the edge of what you're doing is because at this point you know i don't think we're trying to claim that we're doing like we're the first people to to put drums with old time music by any means, but at the same time, we're finding certain ways that our our different influences really uh, create a sound that does feel like us, you know. And absolutely, and you know, it's I'm glad you brought up Eric's parts in this song too because I really loved how he had his main fiddle part that he was playing, he was comping, kind of soloing, you know, here and there. But he also had these other two fiddle parts that he was swelling in and out in harmony with each other. Mm. And um, I kind of moved those out to the outside of the mix. And I tried to use them a little bit in the way that, you know, like um, uh, those old like Motown records or even like some of the... Um, crooner uh you know um, music would use strings where like yeah. the strings would like kind of swell in and swell out i don't know if eric definitely meant to do that but i listened to that and i really wanted to kind of give it like a you know that treatment where there's a bit you know touch a verb touch a you know kind of room and where it just kind of like you know swells in and out in this kind of way that you you know would hear it like on one of those old records. I know I'm probably again stretching the themes of the song too far, but this reminds me this whole conversation about how you bring in different influences musically and to create your own song reminds me of Crystal and Mike. I mean, isn't that how it is when you're inside a relationship? You've 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 got all these love stories that you've taken in over time from songs, from movies, from novels, from poetry. But when you're in it, when you're in a relationship, it feels like you're the only two people who could have ever possibly experienced this. Like it's it's a complete unique experience with unique obstacles and unique beauty. And, and there's nothing else that could have possibly been like this in the experience of humanity. Um, and that feels to me a little bit consistent with what... Uh, we try to do when we're creating original music. We are bouncing off all of our influences, but when you're in there and you're creating the song, you're trying just to make the next choice to make something beautiful together in a moment. And to me, 
that's very much the same as what it means to be in a relationship together. Sometimes, so much time to welcome the reason not to stay the same. Kevin already talked about some of Eric's playing on the song and how how Kevin treated uh, this strings arrangement in the mix. So I want to bring Eric in, but but let's talk a little bit about some of these bigger ideas of time. And uh, Eric and I often find ourselves in sort of these deep conversations. We sometimes are roommates on the road, and that means that uh, we have these deep thoughts uh, late at night. <laughs> <laughs> we like to pass back and forth. So uh, here's Eric talking about time is all I need. Sometimes we think, oh, oh, I've got to change. And then this just this new perspective of welcoming a reason not to see the same kind of turns it on its head in a, in a way that uh, I love that, you know, we're we're remaining open. Right. We're uh, we're not being drug into the future kicking and screaming we're trying to stay grounded but then also open to change in a way that can be positive i also think like this year and a half has been such a weird vacuum we've talked about it so much and i'm sure it's been talked about too much for a lot of years but i i feel like simultaneously to be watching the news and thinking about how much has changed out there like outside of our own little homes and sanctuaries and places of rest and yet simultaneously for some of us who like if we haven't been able to do our normal routines of getting out of the house for at least a certain amount of time you really do feel like even though you know day to day we're all changing there's a certain amount of change that like you just get stuck in these like my whole life is just this (laughs) this kitchen and this living room and whatever it sort of also enabled me as the writer to really just think about uh some of those cliches of how time changes everything and you know and all i need is time and etc etc well are you familiar with uh the lindy effect or what that that idea is uh it's this notion that things um of value last over time if we want to know what is going to be valuable and what we should carry forward. We should look to, you know, generations and even, you know, centuries back to see, well, like, is this something that really stands the test of time? And, um, and so like, that's another just way to kind of balance it of thinking like, yeah, these are unsettling times. What, where, where are sort of our touchstones and what do we, uh, what do we use to kind of like shift our frame of reference to decide what is important in our, our lives. And, you know, like eating dinner together is like something that we just, you do because not only it's like building relationships, but that likes, that's what we've always done. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, and so about trying to find those things that really do connect us and like have stuck around with time and then separate out what was what are we doing just because we've always done it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> actually does need to change <laughs> yeah, yeah so like living in those kind of uh yeah this time i think has brought those questions to four where it's like well 
there are some things that we've always done that we need to change. Right. Um, right. But let's make sure that we also are respecting those things that have stood the test of time for good reason. Anything can look good on paper. Use all the formulas from you. So we put the song together, we have all these elements, and then we hand it back to the person who commissioned it. Here's Crystal. I, I like the line about um, the formula because ours is such an odd um, mishmash of kids and and our, our different ages, and but I think that we have made it work really well. There was a part in the song where it, it was talking about when will I open my eyes to see and uh, about two years after we met um, a girl that I worked with, she's, I, I'd, I'd been in a relationship that was not healthy and she was like, well, you just need to find a really good guy and, you know, get serious and I'm like okay where's that gonna be found and she's like how how about Mike and I'm like no and it just until that day I just didn't even think of him that way and I was like oh well what about Mike and so that's I owe it all to her <laughs> here's the final version of time is all I need
I want to thank Crystal and Mike for sitting down and talking about the song, as well as my bandmates, Eric, Kevin, and Jay, for their participation in this little episode. Uh, Time Is All I Need is out right now as the second single off of this new record. You can find that anywhere you stream music. Um, Also, the album, Everyone A Song Volume 2, will be fully released to the world November 5th, 2021. You can pre-order the vinyl record or the CD, and we have several packages all found at thesteelwheels.com slash store. Big thank you also to Matt Bingay at WMRA for editing the episode. Our presenting sponsor is Old Hill Cider, located at Showalter's Orchard in Timberville, Virginia. Now, as if the cider wasn't good enough, you've probably heard me talk already about Off the Press or Farmhand, some of my favorite ciders that Old Hill produces. Great hard cider. They distill down the taste of an apple into a can or a bottle in such an amazing way. As if that wasn't enough, this is also located at a beautiful historic farm in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, and now you also have the opportunity, let's say you want to get out of the city, you want to get away for a minute, maybe you have a special weekend, and this is you've got your sights set on the Shenandoah Valley. What Showalter's Orchard has done is they have created a weekend for you. They have a farm stay, it's available, you can check it out on Airbnb. Um, They also have a beautiful renovated greenhouse that they've turned into this beautiful venue that could be used for weddings or big parties. Visit showaltersorchard.com to make your plans to visit Timberville, Virginia today. So that's all for this week. We'll be back uh, next week with a whole other episode, a whole other song to talk about. But we hope that this time you took was well spent and that whatever it is you're doing this week when you're feeling a little anxious or it's getting noisy in your headspace that you can take a moment and just pay attention to the rhythm of your own breath just the exhale the inhale let that timing be the rhythm that you take on the rest of your day with and Until we meet again, we made you a song.